0: Just as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, we uh, have these two particular bookends in the first reading in the Gospel today. These two accounts with um, these two widows, particularly in Old Testament, definitely in Jesus' time as well. Um, those who are spoken of uh, as widows um, have lost, of course, their husbands. And husband was the one who cared for um, and took care of. Of them as a spouse and definitely as a family. So, as a, a widow, many times they were kind of seen as not per se an outcast, but they knew many of them turned into begging. Um, many of them turned maybe to small menial tasks or servants or, or kind of service work. Uh, many of them, uh, again, were kind of also maybe seen as, uh, especially as their husband had died, that maybe. God was looking down on them, right? So sometimes they were kind of the fringes, the outside um, of society. They weren't necessarily taking care of, um, weren't necessarily provided for. So it's interesting that uh, Jesus points out um, this particular widow, who many people would not have even noticed or paid any attention to, um, as their main focus kind of was on the, the Pharisees and the scribes and those who were coming, putting large sums. Um, into the treasury. but The widow, again, and you can see in that first reading, uh, who trusted in God, trusted the words of the prophet, and did what he had asked. Because of her faith, was rewarded. Was blessed with plenty of oil and flour to be able to take care care of her son, herself, and the prophet Elijah. And even too, we hear um, Jesus specifically saying that this widow uh, was taken care of because of her faith. She gave out of her own poverty, um, very little sum, but it was pretty much all that she had. Still trusting and placing her faith in God giving up even the little that she had to Him. And we can say that they were blessed, um, pointing out because of their faithfulness, God is taking care of them. And God desires to bless us. God desires to bless us with great things. God desires for us to to flourish, to live full lives. God desires for us um, to be happy. So I'm going to transition a little bit, kind of with this idea of being able, that God desires to bless us. God desires for us to celebrate life. Um, transition a little bit to speak about um, drinking in the homily today. Um, not necessarily orange juice or Kool-Aid. Uh, But particularly alcohol. Uh, Just kind of a bigger theme. So, first and foremost, as we speak about this, first of all, what does the church say about drinking? Um, There are many monasteries, many monks who brew beer. Maybe some of you had their beer. Uh, We even have a rite in the Catholic Church for blessing uh, breweries and a beer. Um, Of course, many different focuses in Scripture, uh, allowing wine and beer to cheer man's hearts. Uh, Jesus' first miracle, right, was at the wedding feast of Cana, as he turned water into wine, right? Jesus instituted the Eucharist uh, of wine and bread. Jesus could have chosen grape juice, he could have chosen something else, but he chose wine. God has given good things to his people. And it's great that we were able to celebrate um, Particularly, drinks come out at times of when there is a community that gathers together, right? Uh, especially when we celebrate it on fighting Texas Aggie win, right? Woo-hoo! Opportunity. I don't think. I don't know. I might have drinking a beer on Wednesday after the slab was poured. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in some sense, of Thanksgiving for all that God has given to us, right? Definitely, there will be a celebration um, when our church is complete. Our church has been built, giving thanks to God, right? So these opportunities for us to gather, to celebrate, to be able to enjoy all the good things that God has given to us. Maybe even a little side note, too, of being able to celebrate our faith, right? We even come to church every Sunday celebrating um, that Jesus Christ desired to sacrifice his life for us. We celebrate First Communion, Baptisms, Confirmations. We celebrate at weddings. We celebrate even the life after a funeral many times, gathering together, that we're able to celebrate and give thanks um, to God for what he has given to us, but also um, that our faith or the faith of others has been strong, and that we desire to continue to grow in faith. So what is the story then upon drinking, right? So maybe it would be good to distinguish drinking from drunkenness, right? Drunkenness that takes us out of a place to be able to be people of reason, right? God gave us an intellect. God gave us a reason and ability to be able to make solid choices. Many times becoming drunk takes away our reason. And sometimes we kind of turn into animals, not being able to make a coherent or a rational thought, not being able to choose um, wisely as God has given to us our intellect, right? So we could say drinking is okay, but getting drunk is not, right, to an excessive point. So maybe just to kind of touch on three things. Um, a little bit more on drunkenness, maybe a little bit more on underage drinking, and a little bit about ring dunks Because um, we got ring rings coming out this coming weekend. So you can already
1: hey, hey, all right.
0: <laughs> so real quick, in some sense, along those particular lines, God desires for us to be happy, right? God wants us to be able to flourish of life, as I already said. God desires for good things. And so many times, uh, people turn to drink for a sense of intoxication or for a sense of inebriation or just a sense of wanting to be happy, wanting to tune out the world, um, just wanting to go into a different state, emotional, maybe even in some sense of esticacy, right? I didn't say that word right. Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but there is a sense, too, of recognizing that God desires to be in relationship with us and happiness, and that happiness comes from a relationship with Him. And a complete relationship with Him, the images of heaven, right? Where we, we com- All of our needs will be met, and there will be, in some sense, of an that's good to see. Uh there, there will be a sense... All right, I'm not going to try to say that word again. <laughs> there will be a sense of complete happiness, right? That we don't have to be inebriated or, in some sense, to try to falsely form this, right? The desire to be happiness with God in heaven is out of a place of love, right? Desire in some sense for happiness that comes out of drunkenness is really out of a place of sin, which is opposite of God, which is looking for happiness and peace and joy and fulfillment in something that is not of God. And so sinfulness distracts us from that. So recognizing that drunkenness is searching for peace and happiness and joy in something that is not God. I think it's good to look at underage drinking as well. So, the realization that um, many of us could kind of drink at any time, um, stages of life, a little bit older, whatnot. um, But underage drinking really goes against um, morality. What is the moral law of the land that we live in, right? And maybe for some of you who definitely follow the laws, are um, good at follow laws and understand what it means and trusting in those decisions that were made, maybe you're fine and waiting until you are 21. Maybe many other of us kind of rationalize the law. Uh, or as long as I'm with my family, as long as I'm with my friends, maybe as long as I'm not driving, maybe as long as I will sleep here, maybe these particular things are okay. I just really would like to challenge you and maybe a desire for you to grow in a sense of maturity. Um, in this particular area. Just because we can doesn't necessarily mean that we should, right? <laughs> Many of you might be even thinking, well, Father, other countries, uh, you can drink at 18. That's great. That's their country. That's their law. <laughs> you live in the United States. Here, it's 21. Um, so, desiring to respect that and desiring to form a, a structure around that, right? Ring duck. Here at A&M, uh, maybe not an official tradition, but maybe a tradition has come up over the last few years of uh, taking one aggie ring and drunk, dropping it into a picture of beer and then, in some sense, binge drinking. So drinking the picture as fast as you can. Maybe some would say that you're supposed to do it within the amount of time of whatever class year you're in. right? So trying to drink it as quickly or as rapidly as you can. So just a couple things here. Number one is... Um, just the sense, first off, is, again, around that sense of celebrating. God wants us to celebrate good things. You should celebrate. All of you should celebrate your great. All the hard work, classes, tests, papers, all the things that you have done uh, that have gone into being able to receive this room should be celebrated. You should gather with friends. You should bring your family together. But in those particular moments of how do we enter into that, um, Binge drinking, in some sense, does a couple of things. Number one is, uh, it kind of recognizes and said, that it's okay to enter into a state of drunkenness. um, Which is not okay to enter into a sin, right? Sometimes we think because our friends are encouraging us or are fine with this or because they've done it, that we also, too, have to enter into this sin as well. Just because other people have sinned doesn't mean that we also have to see or agree with them. Or have to choose it just to fit in. And the second is is really to kind of glorifying this particular act and maybe even leading other people into sin, wanting them to say that you have to do this as well, to be part of this tradition, um, to be one of us. You too have to do the same thing. Um, Jesus speaks very poignantly in the Gospels about one who leads another into sin. It would be better if a millstone was wrapped around his neck and be thrown into the sea instead of leading another person into into sin. So in particular, public acts, um, as maybe many of you will be receiving your rings, maybe some of you in three or four years receiving your (coughs) rings, um, as you get ready to celebrate that particular day, maybe a couple of alternatives that you can think about, that you could reflect on. Number one is, it's great maybe to have the celebration of a toast, right? Just as many times at a wedding, we toast the bride and groom. An opportunity for you to maybe say a couple of words. Maybe your family and friends also say a couple of words. An opportunity for you to gather together um, and to enjoy the evening with good food, with good drinks, but in moderation, right? Maybe dunking it in a cool Stein, in a pint glass or something simple that you can enjoy and drink in that glass throughout the night. It doesn't have to be something that you drink rapidly or quickly, but you enjoy the people around you. And maybe even finally, that it would be an event that you would remember. <laughs> maybe an event that you could tell other people about. <laughs> an event that you didn't have to worry about somebody taking care of you afterwards. Uh, an event that you could, again, enjoy, right? Enjoy the moment, the people that are with you, um, the gathering, and what you are celebrating. Making sure that it gives glory to God, And glory to others. And finally, just realizing too that we are Catholic, um, and that any and all actions that we do um, really speaks to our own faith. Are we truly living out our Catholic faith, even when we are on Northgate or in the classroom or in our apartments or when nobody's watching? Um, Are we still desiring at that time, recognizing that I'm Catholic, I'm Christian? And design for our, our actions and our words to be those of our faith. Um, so also keeping that in mind as well. And be attentive to maybe the shame or the guilt that sometimes speak. And you don't have to condone someone, but how can we speak in charitable love to others? Um, celebrating the good things that God has given to us, but not seeking to into, into sin. So, in thanksgiving for all that God has given to us. Maybe desire to rightly order um, all that God has given to us, that it may continue uh, to give Him glory, and to give glory to all that God has given to us. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gig'em.